0: you need to be investing 15 to 25% of future revenue into client acquisition. You may say, oh my God, this is a lot of money, but it's not. You're listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Each episode, your host, author, and lawyer coach, Steve Ritson. We'll take a deeper dive, helping you grow your law practice in less time with greater results. Now, here's your host,
1: Steve Fretzen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Be That Lawyer. How you doing? What's happening? Great to uh, have you with us today. You know, as, as you all know, I'm Steve Fretzen. I run a company called Fretzen Inc., where we only do two things. We work with highly ambitious lawyers to help them one side, learn business development, take it to the next level, become a. Legal business developing assassin, or we take those assassins that are already crushing it on the business development side and we put them in our peer advisory or mastermind groups and help them, you know, hash things out as a team in a confidential environment from around the country. High performing attorneys only, ambitious, open minded attorneys only. But those are the kinds of things that we're doing here at Fretson. And as you know, with this show, it's all about helping you to be that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, and a skilled rainmaker. My job is to bring in killer guests, interview them, have great conversations. But that's not going to happen today. No, I'm just kidding. Of course it's going to happen today. Are you kidding me? I've got Sasha waiting in the wings. How's it going, Sasha?
0: Hey, doing great. It's amazing to be here, Steve.
1: Yeah. Happy to have you. And we're going to get into, you know, your whole deal in a moment. I want to, of course, thank our wonderful sponsors. We've got Money Penny working every single day to help you with your receptionist tasks of virtual receptionist. Also, um, live chat on your website. We've got Practice Panther, the top uh, practice management software out there that uh, helps you to resolve all your efficiency issues and get on top of things. And of course, Legalese Marketing, who's helping you with your marketing, social media, newsletter, just about anything you need that uh, to make your life better and, and get that marketing uh, gorilla off your back and really just uh, enjoy being a lawyer. So we've got some great sponsors. And Sasha, so kind of you to be here. Welcome to the show. Let's jump in with your quote of the show which is what gets measured gets managed that's Peter Drucker right That is correct Yeah so why first of all thanks for being here it's good to see you again and why my did pleasure. you uh, submit that quote because it's really I think something that my audience hears me say on occasion but 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 obviously it's a big part of your world
0: Yeah because when you think about it in business any business the language of numbers is the love language right This is, we do and we live and we die by numbers in business. Vast majority of small business owners, and this so applies to vast majority of lawyers, principals of their law firms, do not track the things that matter so much. If you were to track them, your business would grow. You would be more profitable, but the truth is that most people don't. And I think the reason for that is, vast majority of small business owners, obviously including all lawyers are just about all lawyers and not have a business background.
1: And they so don't they like do math. I don't think lawyers are necessarily big, man, unless they've got a CPA background, they're really not big math people. They're creative people. They're uh, solution people. And I know that that you know sometimes math and so- solutions go hand in hand, but I don't know, that may be uh, a stereotype about about the math. But I, we're not really talking about math, I think, so much as we are just just numbers and, and trying to understand the numbers and how they help us. On, uh, better understand our business, our marketing, and, and how we're really doing? Yeah. So we can think about it this way. I think the overwhelming
0: majority of lawyers are not numbers people, but they understand some numbers incredibly well. Here are some numbers. Median income for an attorney in the United States in the year 2020 from BLS was $122,000 a year. In some areas in the country, that's a lot of money. You and I live in Chicago on North Shore. That is not a lot of money. No, it's not going to cut it. it. It's not going to cut it all, right? So then look at lawyers who make a lot of money. Those who are solos, I've read some research and I cannot find it now, that the most as a solo you're going to make or as a practicing attorney you're going to make is about $450,000 a year. You're doing phenomenally well if you can do that. Then you look at rainmakers. A rainmaker can make four, five, six times more than that because... They're not lawyering around. They're bringing in business in part thanks to what you do, right? You train them how to generate more business and being a rainmaker is infinitely more profitable than being a lawyer. And then you look at those advanced lawyers who are truly not lawyers anymore. They're CEOs of their law firms. Those guys make millions because the numbers really work in their favor. I would much rather, if I was a lawyer, not be a lawyer, but have 10 lawyers working for me pay them 50% of their billable, pocket the other 50% to pay overhead, and at the end of the year, keep 20%, 25%. If each one of them bills out $400,000, $500,000 per year, that's a really good year, and you do not have to be a lawyer. So be that lawyer.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Be that lawyer. So yeah, and there's a lot of lawyers that I think are interested in the getting out of the, the full-time lawyering billable hour t- space and, and getting more into the you know, the action of the business of law or the business development of law. And, you know, you said, you know, you know, this is my, my sport. It's also your sport, Sasha Burson. You're the chief growth officer at grow law firm. And you're, you're a marketing maven. You're, you're all about helping law firms to get their marketing up and and specifically get business from their website and, and, and gain that traction. So give a little bit, you know, give a little background on yourself because I think you've got a, you've got a unique background, also not a lawyer like myself, but, but fell into the law firm space, maybe in a similar fashion.
0: Yeah. So I am an entrepreneur through and through. I started my first business. I was 13 back in Soviet Union, came to US when I was 15, found that the land of opportunity had no opportunity for a 15-year-old who barely spoke English. This is 29 years ago. started my first brick and mortar business here in Chicago in 2000. Grew it to well over $10 million. Sold my stake in it to my brilliant partner at the time. Did consulting for small business owners because I knew how to build a business at the time. So I helped quite a few of them. Lectured, trained with SCORE and other organizations. Had plenty of clients. Kind of got burned out by the consulting gig over four years. Went to work for one of my clients as a president. Decided not to acquire equity in that company. And all throughout these years, and early on, when I was building my first business back in 2000, 2001, 2003, 4, I learned that my fortune, my personal fortune and the fortune of my company were directly tied to performance of our marketing team. I went through so many marketing companies and they all sucked horrendously. They were really good at taking the money, not really good at delivering results. I fired every single one of them. And I don't remember how many I've had because this is almost 20 years ago they just were all incredibly bad. Back then that planted the seed that one day I want to go into marketing business and do it right. So we do not actually screw customers over and just keep taking the retainer on monthly basis for as long as they would pay us. And this opportunity arose in 2017 when one of the co-founders of this wonderful company reached out to me and we had a paid speaking engagement somewhere here in Chicago he was like, listen, wouldn't you be happier doing this? And I'm like, doing what? And he's like, running a marketing company that actually delivers solid performance. And so I was interested. And a few months later, we closed on the deal and I acquired a third of this company. And it's been a wild ride. In the process, the company, the head company, started out as a generalist back in 2008 and served all types of industries. And quickly, I realized that if we do not pivot and start focusing on one sector, one industry. We'll never reach excellence and mm-hmm. this is how the decision was made because they already were serving a lot of lawyers but it was not like lawyers exclusively right so we made the pivot and, and built this brand grow law firm and it's going great we really love working with lawyers we love educating lawyers filling in the gaps because wonderful people incredibly smart people i mean you got to be incredibly smart to go through law school
1: yeah. And then to not Most, only, you know, but to, to pass the bar and then to actually yeah. be a, a functioning, you know, working, happy attorney, um, yeah. very challenging. Do you have a be that lawyer tipping point moment in your career that things really turn around for the better where things maybe weren't going the way you had you'd planned and did something different, changed something up and got it on the right track?
0: Yeah, I think it was reading the quote by, I think, Dan S. Kennedy, great guy, still around.: Dan Kennedy, marketing sure. guru. Yeah, marketing guru, like no one else. I think he was the one who said, "For massive results, you've got to take massive action." I know I heard it from him the first time. I'm not sure if that's his quote. And it took me a while to really get that through my head that to get to the goal, which were nowhere near, that my goal is to get this firm. 100 million dollars in annual revenue and i know we can do that because there are competitors in this space who did it but they've done it slightly different i want to make sure that we do things right so we're focused on the things that are hard in marketing and we deliver solid results so the that moment was really when when we adopted this approach and said yes we're going to take massive action yes we are going to have omnipresence we're going to do so much that none of our competitors can catch up to us. And we're well on track to do, to accomplish exactly that.
1: Well, I have a feeling we're gonna get there in a few minutes. I do wanna take a step back though and talk about why lawyers are so miserable in dealing with marketing agencies. And you mentioned all the marketing agencies you dealt they, with so- and all the miserable experiences you had. And I feel like lawyers, and, and, and I can say this too, in my career, I've you know been doing this for 18 years. I've had multiple websites, multiple agencies and everything there's been a, a few that were amazing and, and 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 were terrific. And there was mostly ones that underwhelmed me and and didn't come through on, I mean, I had one where I paid $30,000 and the whole point was to get me conversions, right? People coming to the website, then filling out a form. And I said to the guy after $30,000, what's wrong with my website? He looked at me and he said, well, it's not gonna get you conversions. I go, well, well, that was the first thing I said to you and I've been hitting you over the head with it for, you know, the two years it took for him to develop it or whatever it was some ridiculous amount of time. Anyway, that's my problems. But what are, what are you seeing? Like, why do lawyers just have such trouble with dealing with marketing agencies?
0: Yeah, so in my experience, and I'm guesstimating that 90 to 95% of this industry really sucks at delivering performance. Okay. Here are the two reasons that I think are like absolutely prevalent reasons why most marketing companies are so bad. The number one reason, I believe, is that they do not charge enough money to deliver solid results. Let me explain. So for a marketing company that's based in the United States, every hour of labor that we deliver has to bring in about $150. So if you sign up with a marketing company that charges you $1,500 a month, you just bought yourself 10 hours of labor. But wait, there is more. Out of those 10 hours, they're going to spend one to two hours on reporting every month and one to two hours on communications with you every month. So it is possible that you just bought yourself six to eight hours of labor. Now, what's the problem with that? Digital marketing is incredibly laborious. You need to have people with expertise who have the time resource to give you your account, your company, your law firm, in order for you to have better results. So imagine the scenario where you're hiring a marketing company and your direct competitor hires another marketing company. We'll call it ours. You hired company A and they charge you $1,500 a month and your competitor hires company B, us, and they pay us $4,500 a month. Out of that 30 hours that they bought from us, we're still going to spend one to two hours on reporting and one to two hours on communications. That leaves them with 26 to 28 hours of labor per month and you get between six and eight. If you give me three to six months, we will crush you, just crush you, right? And your competitor, because your competitor is going to get so much further ahead than you do. That's the simple truth. There is one more caveat to that. We have two production offices based in Eastern Europe. Because of that, we sell 30 hours, but we can deliver 80, 90, 100, 110, 120 without going broke because we can hire one full-timer in Chicago or eight full-timers there. They're experts, by the way, who speak fluent English and can communicate directly with our clients. Because of that, most of our clients see outrageous results within the year one, and whatever they pay us is always free. And those who spend $1,500 a month is incredibly expensive. The other side of this coin is that aside from paying not enough to get solid results, often we hire people who do not know what they're doing. It is easy to present yourself as a marketing company that knows what they're doing. But the truth of the matter is, ask them technical questions about SEO, bring me into an interview and I'll ask them some technical question
1: about SEO and they will reveal the truth. A lot of them just pretend that they know what they're doing. Yeah. So it sounds like a combination of a couple of things. Poor results because you're looking for the deal and in then and therefore when you're looking for the deal, You'll pay a lower price, therefore the level of service and the level of actual you know, quality goes down. And then yep. the other part of it is people that present themselves as, and this happens across the board, whether it's lawyers, whether it's marketing people, coaches, everybody's an expert. It's up to you as the consumer to figure out who really is and who really isn't. So a great lead into how do lawyers select and identify the real deal versus the faker? In an agency that is going to represent them, that they're going to spend 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 with in a year, what's the process they should go through? Yeah, a couple of things. Number one, always ask for references,
0: regardless of whether you're going to call on them or not. Anyone who hesitates to provide you with references, keep walking, keep looking for somebody else. Number two, before you hire them, ask them to deliver a plan, how they're going to take you from point A to point B. Point A being, here's where we are today. Let's call it $800,000 in gross revenue in 2023. We're recording this in October of 2022. In 2023, our goal to go from 800000 to $1.2 million. How are you going to help me? I'm pretending to be a lawyer client. To go from point A to point B, there has to be a detailed plan that explains how they're going to do it. No plan, keep looking. Okay. No references, keep looking. If you see that the fees that they're charging you are a little too good to be true, keep looking. All of those things, this is a mission-critical decision, right? You hired the right high-performance marketing team. They're going to be free. They're going to return seven to 10 times what you're paying them probably within the first year, depending on the starting point. If you're just starting out, that's not going to happen. It's going to take longer. But if you have been around and your website has been around for some time, you will be seeing a solid return on investment in year one. You hire someone subpar, the opportunity cost, the cost of not getting those clients is going to be astronomical. Yeah.
1: Did you know that 36% of potential clients would take their business elsewhere if they had a bad call experience? Roll out the red carpet for your callers and website visitors with experienced and professional money-penny receptionists. Our awesome team, super powered by technology, will get to know your business inside out so they can answer calls and respond to web chats exactly as if part of your team. Start your free trial by quoting the name Fretson and get started today with Moneypenny. With the help of Practice Panther, our office is more efficient than ever. We now provide an even higher level of service to our clients. I've collaborated with Practice Panther for years and I'm always hearing from happy customers just like that one. Practice Panther wants to save you up to eight hours every week and I wanna save you money. All my listeners can get an exclusive discount, 50% off your first three months. Learn how your firm can boost productivity with automated workflows, custom intake, and native e-payments by visiting practicepanther.com that lawyer to discover more and claim this deal. LegalEase Marketing is not your traditional marketing vendor. Instead, we're a true fractional CMO that helps you save time and spend your money the right way to build the practice of your dreams. We help through the entire process, from customizing your intake system to driving leads and even getting more reviews afterwards. Schedule your free call at LegalEaseMarketing.com. The one that I would add to that, and this might be in the references piece, but anytime you can get a a personal referral. So, so someone that has used you or has used me can talk about that experience and what it was for them. And then someone can make a, it's like, I'll tell you, I'm hearing from someone about a great restaurant in the North shore. They're talking about, they have a great pour the, you know, the, the ribeye is fantastic. The sides are great. Everything's great. The service is amazing. I'm like, I want to eat there. Right? Like I'm sold. You got me. Where do I sign? How do I get in? And I feel like with, with, with vendors in the legal and the coaching business development space and other areas, it just makes a big difference if you can get a uh, personal referral. I mean, that's, that's, that's like icing on the cake off of the two things you mentioned, which I think are incredibly important, percent. Yeah, especially 100%. getting that, getting that, getting some idea of what their plan is. That's really bright because, you know, they'll just, they'll just talk the talk and, and take your money. And then you don't know what yeah. the plan is and, and they're not going to tell you and they're not going to communicate. And, you're wondering where your money went and when this is going to turn around. And next thing you know, it's, you know, expectations were never set or met. Here's how
0: to set expectations. And this is the one that I should have mentioned as well. And that is, ask them, whoever you're interviewing for the position of being your marketing team, ask them to see reports. What is it that they focus on when they present, when they will be presenting you with your monthly performance reports? Here's what you should be looking for in order to judge their performance. There are only two metrics that are really important. Everything else is nothing. Vanity metric. The two metrics are number one, the number of marketing qualified leads. A Marketing qualified lead is a prospective client who is calling your firm or sending you a request via contact us form and says, I have this problem. Can you help me solve it? And they're located within your geographical market. So if you're in Chicago and you're licensed in the state of Illinois, if somebody reaches out to you from state of New York and says, I need help with this, you don't practice law there, you can send a referral to your body. But that's not an MQL for you, not a marketing qualified lead. So that's metric number one. Okay. Metric number two, average cost per lead. So MQL and CPL, cost per lead. Those are the two really relevant metrics when measuring performance of a marketing company. If I was hiring a marketing company, this would be the only two things I would look at. And I would want to see them on a monthly basis and more importantly, on a quarterly basis. And the reason why it's more important on a quarterly basis, there will be natural fluctuations from month to month. But over quarter's time, they will smooth out. And you will see are we going in the right direction? Are we getting more leads quarter over quarter, same amount, or it's declining? If it's declining, what are you, why, why are you paying the money? If you're standing still, why are you paying the money unless they reach the top? You're ranking incredibly well on page one for all types of searches and you just topped out at the market. That's it.
1: I mean, would it make cost sense? Okay, yeah. cost per lead and the number of, of market qualified leads. Is that something you can ask for? Like some form of either a case study or to see the actual like if you, if they've worked with an you're an estate planner and they've worked with an yeah. estate planning firm or they currently are maybe in a different area to ask, hey, can you show me the metrics of yep. where you started and where you were? Like, is that a legit 100%. question to ask to, to, to get them legit. to
0: Yeah? Incredible legit question to ask. Okay. But here's here's how we would perform when somebody would ask us that question. We would pull up a couple of reports. We would obviously like black out, yeah, the, black name out
1: the name, company, sure.
0: Right. And then we would show them here's the report. And in addition to this report, my team keeps a spreadsheet for every single month. They're taking screenshots of all the leads that we have delivered. So it's concrete. The information that we submit is concrete, verifiable, and timely. We show this to our clients every single month because to my team, transparency and accountability is incredibly important because our number one goal for the first year we're working for a client is for them to be so ecstatic at the year's end that they will automatically renew the contract without being like, "Eh, I'm just not sure
1: if these guys are really... Yeah, yeah. In your in your business, it's all about retaining the the monthly, you know, client. The client that you know you have a year contract, and then, then whatever you you need them to stay. How do you get them to stay? Well, I mean, the best way is get them results. You know, if they're seeing the leads coming, they're not going to want to turn off that spigot. No, I mean, there are some strange people. Who <laughs> There's always strange, strange people. Yeah, but vast
0: majority like very reasonable people. They're looking for that, so they're looking for two components. Happiness is made up of strong results, and great customer service. Because of that, every month when our account managers deliver, and I do not mean this to be like a commercial from my company, but if you were talking to a prospective marketing company, there are some questions that you would ask like, how do you deliver your reports? Do you just email it to me or do you actually present it? If they just email it to you, That's bad good. deal,
1: yeah. right?
0: You want somebody to walk you through it. And second thing, at the end of every performance review that our account managers deliver, They ask you five questions that have to do with your satisfaction. Like on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate my team's performance this past month? On a scale of one to 10, how would you rate my performance, account manager's performance? How would you rate this, this, and that? Five questions, which tell management of the company, myself included, how we're performing, not through the metrics, but through the eyes of our actual client every month.
1: Yeah, but I think one of the I mean, listen, if you're a listener, you know, to well, you're listening to this conversation right now, obviously you should be writing down these questions if you've got a, a web agency, marketing agency, anyone that you're working with that isn't a, you know, giving you those reports, walking you through them, showing you the growth, talking about, you know, here's where you are, here's where you're going to be or here's where we're going to try to get you to and and then showing you how that, you know, it's improving. You know, these are all things that are that should be warning signs that maybe the agency isn't, isn't the real deal or isn't really going to uh, live up to those expectations or lack of ex- expectations that were set.
0: It's so. a fair point. And I want to add one more thing to it. Most people, most business owners operate their business through inertia. Like we're doing okay. So we're going to keep on doing the same thing as we've always done. Our most recent lawyer client who signed up with us very recently has been with the same marketing company for seven years. And I'm like, Canton, I'm looking at the reports. They're horrible. And he's like, "I think they were doing a really good job when we just started out." And I'm like, "But it's been 7 years."
1: Yeah, you got to like, many- you got to keep seeing results. If it's just a roller coaster ride or it started off hot and heavy and then it starts to dr- drift away, yeah. you got to really you can, and, and that's the sad thing is that, you know, when we as the as the buyers have to step in and start getting aggressive or start getting angry or start getting, you know, just just starting to question the you know, the people we're spending, the, that, you know, we're the customers, we should be treated a certain way. And when we have to step 100%. up and start having these tough conversations, like I mentioned with that web guy I, I had earlier with the conversions, yeah. and that was a really hard conversation for me. And it was hard for me not to get angry because, you know, he had failed on every sort of angle, you know,
0: but. There could know, be the a different other, situation. There yeah. could be a different situation there. So, so our new client, he built a relationship with his marketing company account manager. So for him, it was very, very uncomfortable firing that company. I think what happens a lot, and this is so applicable to small businesses, we we become friends with our employees. We become friends with our vendors, the good ones or okay ones. It's really hard to let go of someone when you build that relationship. However, I strongly encourage people to treat their employees, to treat their team, to treat their strategic vendors like a marketing company. As if they were playing professional sports, guess what? Like If one of your key people is not performing, they're dragging down the entire team. They might have been great last season, but this year, they're just underperforming. You already had a few conversations with them. Do not drag it on for six years. Don't drag it out for six months because you're sacrificing your family's well-being, financial well-being, because you're uncomfortable firing someone. Because that's what it is, right? You have the same shitty part of my French marketing company, like work for you for five years because I'm comfortable to fire them. Well, he probably missed out on like a million dollars in revenue on annual basis over five years. That's five mil.
1: Was that relationship
0: worth it? Probably not.
1: Right, right. So we have to treat, maybe treat the marketing agency like an employee. And if they're underperforming, talk to them about it and get that level up. And if that can't be fixed, then... 100%. 100%. You've got to, you've got to look. you got to start 100%. finding a new, a new player. Imagine so. that that you're a
0: top coach like Bill Belichick. Like, Patriots used to be amazing. God, they really sucked in the last game against Bears. But they used to be amazing, right? If Tom Brady at any point would have started slacking off, Bill would have had numerous conversations with him, and then he would have fucked him. Yeah. Right? Because it, you got to win.
1: Yeah. And the, let, me, let me kind of wrap up this conversation with, with a big and important question is, how do lawyers then measure ROI from their agency if they're spending? Let's just put it at, at a number like you mentioned earlier, like forty five hundred a month. Yeah. Okay, most attorneys would hear that and and they would be like, holy mackerel, that's a lot of money. Now, some that are paying you know five times that are are not going to bat an eye because they're they're you know that's where their their bread, their bread is buttered. But most most small solos and small firms at forty five hundred, they're gonna they're gonna freak out. So. what what should they be looking for as a return on an investment from their agency? How do they figure that out? Yeah, so think about it this way. For everything that you put in,
0: in year one, your return should be at least four times of what you've put in. The one thing that most solo and small law firm lawyers don't know is that you need to be investing 15 to 25% of future revenue into client acquisition. You may say, oh my God, this is a lot of money. But it's not. This is what your competitors, those who have things figured out, are investing. Let me give you an example. So Morgan & Morgan, the largest personal injury law firm in the country, probably the world, billion dollars in revenue, billion. They're so well-known. You would think they don't need to put any money into marketing and advertising. 2022 budget, 160 million, 16%. But they they don't really need to, but they know that once they stop advertising and marketing, their competition will be taking that piece of the pie. And every year, that piece of the pie would get smaller and smaller for them and bigger and bigger for their competitors. Their second, the second largest spender in that space is Lerner and Rowe. I was sitting at a table with Glenn Lerner a month ago at the conference. And he was like, yeah, you know, last year we dropped $37 million on advertising. And there was like one lawyer who was asked like, like, would you be okay spending 30 grand a month on marketing and advertising? He was like, I can't. And they're like, why not? He's like, i have to let go of 90% of my staff. That's just too little. Now, for those who are solos, who may be very uncomfortable with that spend of $4,500 a month, if when you hire a high-performance marketing company who knows what they're doing, they have to be experts at this. Your return on investment year, one should be four to seven times of what you've put in. How do you measure that? You look at the leads that are coming in and you figure what will be your close ratio on those leads most decent lawyers or decent on the phone will convert one out of four people they talk to unless they wait and they're like the last lawyer who that prospect speaks to. You have to be like first or second lawyer that they speak to. Otherwise, your probability of getting that business is incredibly low. Super, super frustrating for marketing companies because we could be delivering like 100 leads and then they get like five clients and we're like, how did that happen? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, are you fast at answering phone?
1: I usually call them the next day or the day after. I'm like, oh God, they already hired someone else by then. So well, then, well wait a minute. Let me interrupt and just say that's wait, where you need money penny. You need that live, you know, receptionist answering the phones, treating people properly, starting to get that, that onboarding, you know, process 100%. going. So shout out to MoneyPenny anyway. Shout continue. out to Money Penny. And, and when <laughs> you think continue.
0: about that, like, all of these, all of these services, it seems like they cost money. The truth is that they're absolutely free. Let me explain. So I don't know what money penny charges, but let's say on average, 500 bucks a month. Let's just say 500 bucks a month. Sure. What does one missed phone call cost you? Let's imagine that your average case value is five grand. Let's imagine that you close one out of four conversations, one out of four prospects. So every lead is one fourth of $5,000 because you close one out of four, right? So if you miss one lead, you don't respond to them right away, or you respond to them a couple of days later, that's 1,250 bucks out of your pocket. You miss four of those, that's like five grand out of your pocket. So $500 a month on Money penny. it's free. Yeah,
1: it's all part of a system that you have to have in place of the marketing, yes. the business development. All right, yes. that generates the leads. Now the leads come in. You've got to have that onboarding or not. Uh, maybe it's not onboarding. What's the other term for it? Uh, intake, the intake, right? You have to have the intake done properly. That then gets them, you know, to the lawyer. Gets them to into a de- now we're into sales-free selling. What what I teach, which is how do we walk a buyer through a buying decision to yep. decide that we're the right fit? So not selling, but rather walking them through that decision to make sure that if they're qualified, we're qualified. Yep. It's a good fit. All these things work together, but when you miss one of those steps, the lead generation, the intake, the the the, the right sales process or sales-free process, whatever, that's all. Losing you money or capturing return on yep. investment on those in, on on what you're doing.
0: Yep. Well, let, let's let's picture it like this. This is your money making engine. Everything that's marketing, advertising, and sales is your money making engine. Imagine an engine in a car. Any of the components are not doing their job, that car's not going to run or it's not going to run well.
1: Yeah. When you
0: look at most small law firms, that engine is partially apart with many components missing. So when you're thinking like, wow, I thought that I would be much further along, like 10 years after practicing law, it's because your money-making engine is broken. It's missing some parts. So you connect with experts like Steve and they will give you this awesome fuel injection system. You get a high-performance marketing company. They'll build out a really nice crane case. Like every component, they're all meant to work together. And if you have all of the components working together, it's going to sound like a V12 Ferrari. It's going to run amazing. But until you have all of that working together and fine-tuned together, life is going to be okay or difficult. Because, like again, if you live in Chicago, especially on North Shore Chicago, and you make that median income of 122, and you're concerned about spending money on making more money, life's hard. The yeah, I, I find
1: that that is tr- challenging for people to, to make the investment in their practice investment in themselves. So either for me, for business development, or you for marketing, they they don't necessarily, you know, they'd rather stick that money in the market, which is great. It's a great, was a great idea, not so much the last year, but you That's know, putting name. it back in your business is kind of a no brainer. The problem is they have to go through what you mentioned earlier, which is a really thorough vetting process of talking to references Like I actually let my client, my prospective clients like audit a class, like they actually sit through one of my classes to see if it's for them. If they leave the class and they go, you know, I didn't learn nothing. I I knew that already. This wasn't for me. Great. I'm glad you did that because if I'm going to sit here with you every week, you know, helping to teach you things you already know now, I know that's not the case before I invite them, but you know, if, if it's even just not, you know, it's just not for them. Okay. Then, then let's, let's not move forward. That's great. We just saved each other a lot of, you know, heartache. So, Sasha, That's I want to, yeah, I want to wrap up with, um, with you know, in, in by, by the way, everything you said on this interview was spot on, and I think incredibly valuable to my audience who is trying to consider hiring a marketing agency or evaluating their current marketing agency. And you're giving them a lot of great questions and insights and thoughts. Now, I'm not getting four times ROI or seven times ROI, or I was, and now I'm not. Like this is all stuff they should be thinking about. So I just want to tell you how much I appreciate, you know, you and and, and our friendship, and you coming on the show and and kind of sharing your wisdom. Really good stuff. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Really appreciate it. Okay. And your game changing book is the Ultimate Sales Machine, which right off the bat just scares every lawyer in the <laughs> in, in that's listening right now. But the Ultimate Sales Machine. Tell me about that book. Yeah.
0: So that book was published back in
1: two thousand nine or ten, written by the late great Chad
0: Holmes, an amazing guy who worked for other amazing people like Warren Buffett, who was just an incredible business development guy. He knew how to take a sales team or a professional or anybody who needed to get more business. And he just led the way and showed them how to make a ton of money. Yeah. That, was, that is my favorite business book. It's written very simply. Anyone without business background would understand all of the concepts. Incredibly, incredibly well-written. And in it, he teaches people who do not have a business background a lot of business acumen. How to become a better thinker. How to approach things better. It, here's the thing. vast majority of lawyers, incredibly smart people, very low business acumen because by training, there, there's none of them.
1: Yeah, there's, there is mind. no training. Yeah, it's not taught. It's not taught. So, which is is like really, really strange because when you think about it, like
0: most lawyers, the way we measure their success, they can't say I'm the best lawyer in the field, right? That would be against the rules. So, the way that success is manifested is usually financially, but they're not taught how to do well financially. They're taught how to be good lawyers.
1: Right. Well, that's that's why why they they need need guys like us.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, we, they we, if they were good in business,
1: team. they wouldn't need us, right? They'd be doing their own marketing, their own business development without, you know, having to bat an eye.
0: But yeah, I'm uh, not sure about doing your own marketing just because like, I can't do my own marketing. I can create content, but doing my own marketing. So like every client of ours gets a team of five to eight people working on their business every month. It's, this is, yeah. it's a team sport today. It's not an individual sport. It's right. a team sport.
1: Well, let me ask, since you, since you mentioned if people want to get in touch with you to learn more about Grow Law Firm and, and, and your company, what, what are the best ways for them to reach out? They can
0: connect with me directly. I'm, I'm happy to hear from any of your listeners. It's Sasha, S-A-S-H-A, at growlawfirm.com. And by the way, one of the resources, you can just ask me for the resource. We have a checklist, how to pick the best marketing team for your law firm. We also have a guide how to get more clients for your law firm. You can just ask for those resources. Okay. If you don't want to talk and just, just want to get some valuable information, super, super useful, super okay. useful.
1: Yeah. Are, those, are those actually in, in link form where you could send me those links and I could put them in the show notes? They are somewhere on my website. Somewhere on your website, maybe. Okay, maybe maybe send me the the, like the link to the page where they can be found, and I'll put
0: that in the in the show
1: notes for everybody. I'll send
0: you the links. Yeah, we have a humongous humongous blog on our website. There are probably well over hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of blog
1: articles. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're we're cranking out a lot of useful. Well, you gotta, you gotta,
1: you gotta, you can't be the cobbler with the kids with no shoes, right? If you're the marketing, you know that's another sign of a bad marketing company when their website sucks. Or when their marketing's non-existent, you look at their LinkedIn and the last time they posted was, you know, five years ago. Well, that's not, you know, that's not a great marketing company if they're not staying active with their own marketing, right?
0: Yeah. Well, no, um, I, can, I can show you how we propelled like our website in just the last six months. The, the rise of organic search traffic is just stratospheric because the team really knows what they're doing. And, and we are, we do practice what we preach. We put in, we invest a lot of
1: resources into this. Like we'll awesome. never say like, yeah, we'll we'll do like 10 hours a month. doesn't work. Yeah. Sasha, thank you so much, man. Again, I appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to, you know, hearing some feedback from the audience on this interview. And if they, you know, the kind of value they got that I think, you know, uh, that I know I, I, I've been listening. I've got my usual page of notes. So uh, just thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. It was an honor to be here. Awesome. And hey, everybody, thank you for spending time with Sasha and I today helping you to continue that journey of being that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, and a skilled rainmaker. Take care, everybody. Be safe, be well. We'll talk again soon.
0: Thanks for listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Visit Steve's website, fretson.com, for additional information and to stay up to date on the latest legal business development and marketing trends. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out today's show notes.